1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on the first weekend of the new season It's not a vintage start for Rangers at Kilmarnock As Derek McInnes' men take all three points Celtic get up and running after an eventful afternoon against Ross County But was it Carl Starfelt's final appearance? Hibs lose at home to St Mirren Hearts win in Perth Will Livy Aberdeen and Dundee Mullerwell settle for a share of the spoils I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight For the first time this season Andy Halliday And we're already sick of the sight Of Roger Hannah <laughs> Well Celtic get four At lunchtime Rangers get sore At tea time The pressure is already on Michael Beale After one Premiership game And two days before The Champions League crunch Against Servette Rio Hitati is out the Celtic team Carl Starfield is out the door And we could have John McGinn Coming back to Easter Road in the Conference League But only have Hibs significantly up their game And we've not seen Andy Halliday in ages And now we're actually seeing him as well We hadn't heard from you in ages I thought you had fallen out with us But you're back And uh, do you like our new studio? I love it, I love it, it's good to see you as well I can't believe Roger didn't say he missed me at the end of his segment there But we'll move on (laughs) from that But yeah, the studio's lovely, it's good to be back And is it true that you saw this coming And this was the sole reason you went and got your barnet fixed last year? Yeah, I'm so glad that my luscious locks are on show for you tonight I actually might take off my headphones I think it's ruining my look Can you imagine, what we need is someone to put up the last video That we clipped up of Andy Halliday in the old studio and now that the new hair is looking well, at we can hardly get, we can hardly get headphones to go over it. It's spectacular. Some difference. Do a haircut, but um, uh, remarkable. I, it's been a long time since I've said that. By remarkable. <laughs> anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need, and please do get in touch. I loved last week I loved being back I loved the fact that we could all talk football after the summer and we were here in our new studio and you can all watch it live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter uh, but this is where it feels like it really starts because now we've got a weekend to reflect on we've got good things bad things pieces of drama pieces of nonsense this is what Clyde One Super Scoreboard is all about we get to look back on football matches ultimately at Roger Hanna so without further ado give us your result of the weekend please the result of the weekend has to be Derek McInnes and Kilmarnock um, any time one of the old firm loses a game particularly in the first day of the season because it is so rare it's the first time it's happened to Rangers since 1998 when they lost at Tynecastle to Hearts the focus inevitably goes on the losing team so it's only fair that Derek and his team get a bit of credit because they deserve the win. Yeah, hard to grudge that, and I'm sure uh, oh. we'll reflect on that. Maybe a theme of the evening, your result of the weekend. I mean, it's quite obviously hearts. Oh, uh, I'm sure we'll agree on that. Uh, only the second time in 11 years hearts have won at McDermott Park. Sterling Albion scored four at McDermott Park the week Good before. Good team, Sterling Albion. What are you trying to say you, about Sterling you Albion? You only managed to get half of that. Ah, but it's... Tight game Roger I said I missed him And I've changed my mind After a minute You've, you, you've got to watch Because I, I know Because you told me The viewing figures Of this show last Monday Oh hi And Andy's not at a crowd Like that since he played For Rangers So he's bound to be A bit nervous <laughs> Incredible <laughs> Incredible honestly. Anyway right, We'll move on From the Harps bias uh, Goal of the weekend Feed the bear Your oh, new hero choice I'll take that I haven't heard you mention Kevin Van Veen All week Kevin Th- who Theo Bear one goal in 33 games for St mm-hmm. Johnson. He comes into the Motherwell team. Lennon Miller over the top. Stevie O'Donnell into the box. First time finish. Boom. Can you see? 
Go on then, what Hearts goal was it? No, 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 we'll, we'll move on for Hearts. I think Matt O'Reilly's unlucky, I will say, but you know I'm a sucker for a team goal. And I think if there was any doubt how St Mirren are going to react after Hibs bringing it back to two each, I thought the manner and the way they get the winner's brilliant. Uh, Zach Hemman comes out, collects a cross, straight on the front foot and within two passes, Alex Greaves, he, he hit it into the back okay. of the net. Okay, right, this is, now, this is what Monday nights are all about, your howler of the weekend. Andy, let's switch back to you. First, your serve. I'm glad I've came first because there's only one correct answer. Uh, I'm 31 year old. Never in my lifetime <laughs> have I seen an outfield player casually put his hand on the ball. So my howler of the weekend mm. is without a doubt Dan Casey. If a penalty was given there, pay, hold on, paint the picture a bit more for those who've not seen it. Describe so the full incident. Came out, collect a cross. He's, he's, he's calmed everything down. It's one each. We're, we're holding on for a point. Can we get a winner? Dan Casey instead of offered a shall I say words of advice, puts his hand on the ball. <laughs> And I, I, I almost forgive VR for missing that because how could you look for something so bizarre? It's a small detail, I, I'm Roger Hannah. I'm old enough to remember the day Gavin Gunning picked the ball up at Tannadice and walked off with it. So it should. Mm. What, what's what we're saying? Ultimately, Dundee should have had a penalty. It's a penalty, yeah. But but it's too bizarre for anyone to even. I, I've never seen. Have, have you seen anything like that before? No, I don't well, think I've so. I've not seen a Gavin Gunning. I would look forward to seeing I've that. Seen that before? No. Literally in a half under his arm, just starts walking off. Penalty straight away? No, he's in like the middle of the pitch. Oh, right, okay. Anyway, we're, we're already on a tangent and it's three minutes, <laughs> eight minutes past six. Um, so that's two howlers. No, you've not given us your howler no, yet, have well, you? Well, I need a bit of help. The listeners and viewers in the next couple of hours can decide for me. I'm going to throw three names at you. Lammers, Dessers and Seema. Because for three Rangers debutants in a front three at Rugby Park, they were dreadful. And it's, I couldn't quite make up my mind who was the worst. They're bound to be better players than they showed at the weekend, but they'll need to show it quickly. Okay, I think Rangers' negativity might be a bit of a theme between now and eight o'clock, so we won't dwell on that too long for now. And finally, your top performer, top man of the weekend. Take it away, Andy. I'm going to go for Robbie Dees. Uh, Good I, I think that. it was actually difficult in terms of picking one singular player from Kilmarnock's team performance and individual performance, but I thought Robbie Dees is the one for me, I think. Blocks, clearances, last-ditch tackles, everything on show. And for his uh, his first competitive league debut for Kilmarnock, mm. I don't know if they'll get much better because he's been outstanding. Good choice. Well, I was at Celtic Park for Super Scoreboard Saturday lunchtime. David Turnbull, he was a surprise name on the team sheet ahead of Rio Hitati. And he justified the selection by Brendan Rodgers. He scored the penalty. He then scored one just before half-time. He had a hand in the second goal as well. And some big selection things now for Brendan Rodgers going to be told you at the weekend does Rio Hitati come straight back into the team well Celtic fans that might be one for you to discuss as the evening progresses but there is only one place to start and it was that game at Rugby Park so please do get your calls in right now lots of talking points across the weekend as we knew there would be if you are talking Celtic David Turnbull Carl Starfelt similarities changes from the Ange Postacoglu era St Mirren fans I'd be keen to hear from you after that game yesterday and anything else that's out there Pick up that phone, please. But Rab is going to take it away as a Rangers fan tonight. Rab, how would you sum up your feelings after Saturday? Well, honestly, mate, absolutely gutted. I mean, Andy, you're the same as me. All the bears out there, I mean, what a nightmare. And I've got a list here as long as my arm, but tell me this, is there any chance we could get Morelos back? Oh, wow. Already pining for um, Alfredo Morelos. Look at this. Producer John sneaked in because Andy Halliday has a mic issue, I think. But uh, Roger Hanna, you can answer whilst we try and sort that out. No, I don't think there's any chance whatsoever of Morelos coming back. As I said a minute ago, Ram, 
surely Lammers, Dessers and Seema must be better than they showed on Saturday. Um, Rangers fans only got a, a brief glimpse of Danilo off the bench. He is going to be a significant player going forward. Um, I'm not going to make excuses for any of them. I'm not going to blame the rugby park surface. Um, it was a very, very poor performance. The good news for the players that I've mentioned, Rob, is they're only going to have to wait to Wednesday night to make it up to the Rangers fans and they will need to make it up to the Rangers fans because Rangers don't need to take a Champions League lead over Servette mm. to Switzerland and the carrot is already there. PSV Eindhoven again or Max Johnson and Sturm Graz in a playoff round. We, we discussed it with Andy and Gordon off air before the show. I think the draw has been reasonably kind to Rangers but it's only kind if you go and win the games. Plenty time for us to get to Wednesday between now and then Andy Halliday. Were you... Well, sum up what you thought of Rangers' start to the season. Um, I thought it was a really poor performance, individually, collectively. Uh, I thought Kilmarnock were more than worthy of the three points. Uh, and, you know, I think we've said on numerous occasions from different managers that the, the biggest job I think you've got as a manager is your recruitment. And I think for, for Rangers to go out and spend north of £14-15 million, pound, heavily invested in attackers as well, I think the first thing you're going to be judged on is do you now have a front three better than Ryan Kent or Fred Morelos, Fashion Sakala? Uh, we're not going to sit here after one game and say they don't. But uh, from the showing, uh, I could argue even pre-season friendlies in the first game. Uh, for me, I just don't think the team's gelled yet. I don't think you can see the sort of style of play that they want to take going forward. Uh, I think the sort of system at the weekend I thought really suited Kilmarnock. And I think a big reason why I've gave Robbie Dees the, the performance of the mm -hmm. weekend is because Rangers were more often or not resulted into balls out wide and crosses into the box. I don't think that suited them. I think that suited the likes of Robbie Dees and, and the Kilmarnock back four. And to be honest, I don't think throughout the 90 minutes they, they threatened Kilmarnock or the goalkeeper at all. Yeah, I mean, Rob, just how how frustrating was that as a way to start the new season? You know, after the summer with all the transfer business that Andy alludes to, I feel like there was a bit of a feel-good factor that some of these players could come in and make a difference. And they may st still do that in time, of course. But ju just how annoying was that as a way to start the season? As far as I'm concerned, concerned, Roger and Andy, we could be playing at Christmas if we were near scoring Saturday. I mean, as Kilmarnock, we know it's always a hard game, we know it's a dodgy pitch, but we spent all that money in the summer, and me and all my pals and the supporters were busting the way back, came saying to ourselves, Marilla should still be there, close up our way, and why was Cantwell known for the start? Can somebody explain to me why was Cantwell known for the start? I love that boy, he's a great boy, he loves the Bears, loves the Bears, why was he known for the start? He loves the Bears, uh, Roger Hanna. Um, I, I'm sure there's a bit more of a um, a skill set there that Michael Beale's more interested in than, yeah, it, than that. But It was a surprise selection. What I will say, I'm touching it, you know, getting down to Kilmarnock, never easy. I remember, was it three years ago, maybe Rangers needed a stoppage time goal by Conor Goldson yep. in the first day of the season to win at Rugby Park. So it can be difficult. I've seen Rangers teams lose at Rugby Park plenty of times in the past. What will annoy Rab and the other Rangers supporters, though, is the manner of the performance. You can yeah. go and lose at places. Remember, after the split last season, Rangers lost to Petodre, but it was a, a decent display. They looked as if they could score goals. They looked as if they could trouble Aberdeen on Saturday. They didn't look as if they could score goals. They didn't trouble Kilmarnock. And if anyone, after 1-0, was going to score a second goal, Kyle McGuinness, with a shot mm -hmm. that Jack Butland spilled, looked more likely for 2-0 than Rangers ever did to get to 1-1. Is that the problem, Andy? You can lose games of football and it gets... Heightened, I suppose, when it's the first game of the season because everyone's looking to make that big statement. 
But the performance level You know it's not like Rangers battered Kilmarnock Just couldn't quite get the break of the ball And it, it was just all round I'm not saying yeah, you, you probably wouldn't really grudge Kilmarnock Because of the no. effort they put in And the way they went about it No not at all I, I just think it was very pedestrian I thought the you know, we, we we talk about the the Astro and the uh, and it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I think one di- one one way you need to try and conduct that, try and play at a tempo, try and take Kumarna out of their comfort zone. Their, their game plan's clear. They're going to try and slow the game down. They're going to try and be compact. They're going to try and be deep. But I thought Rangers played into their hands. It was a couple of times even at one 0 with twenty minutes to go. You look, Rangers have got six men behind the ball, and Kumarna have got eleven between the ball and the goal. It's, for me, I don't think there was enough in terms of obviously clear cut chances, but even you know penetrating passes, even invention any type of ideas and you know I read the stats after the game I think it was 68% possession it didn't even feel like that I don't think they, there was ever any point where I felt Rangers had sustained pressure a lot of attacks and any time balls went it went wide uh, crossing the box cleared I always felt like Kilmarnock were actually picking up the second mm-hmm. balls and then yeah. being dangerous in the, in the counter-attack mm, Thank you Rab uh, let's bring in Declan on the line Declan how would you sum up what you witnessed at Rugby Park? Alright lads how you doing Nathaniel um, well what I watched um on Saturday was an absolute joke. Um, we'll get ready all of our pace, and we're playing um, six foot four, six foot five lammers on the wing. Can you just tell me what the tactics were? Well, that's a good question because I've heard this a lot. You've got thirty seconds to describe between you what Rangers' tactical plan is at the moment. Um, I'm not sure. I'm falling into the in the same category as Declan because. Seema was up there, Lammers was up there either side of Dessers and from the moment you start seeing Connor Goldson shelling those balls from 60 yards out in the hope that the three front men are going to beat Lewis Mayo, Robbie Dees who was outstanding, Andy's quite right and Stuart Finlay who was equally outstanding then, you know, it's the kind of thing Derek McInnes and Kilmarnock will lap up um, I was amazed that the tactic for what it was, mm. wasn't altered long before it was. And listen, I've mentioned the front three. You could extend that behind. Yeah. I didn't think Kieran Dowell did the type of thing that Todd Cantwell did so often for Rangers last season. I thought Lundstrom was pedestrian as well. He had one shot that was tipped over the top. Um, Raskin was okay, but one of your front six being okay isn't going to win you many games. Yeah, I mean, to me, it looks as if it's a case of the old sort of, you know, Stephen Gerrard's last couple of years, that sort of narrow 4 3 3 with the, the front three playing really close together and try to sort of suffocate Kilmarnock's back three and, and be around about them. But it just looked all too congested in there. I don't think there was any ever danger of, of Kilmarnock being penetrated through the middle of the pitch. And I think it was just resulted more on, and it's something that we've talked about for a long time now, is the creativity, the crossing ability of James Tavernier and Borna Barisic. And again, for me, that's what Kilmarnock want before the game. If, if they're going to result Rangers to shots for 25 yards, like Roger said, or crosses out wide, I'm sure they'll take it all day. And I think you look at the sort of the way the squad's been moulded, it seems as if that is going to be the way they're going to operate moving forward. Because for me, the only really two out-and-out wingers they've got uh, in the squad just now, it looks as if it's Scott Wright, Fashion Sakala, and two, by, mm. by all means, look as if they're out the door imminently. Declan, I take it because you asked the question. You're not seeing like a distinct game plan or you know, tactical setup that you were looking for at this point in time. No, sorry, all I'm seeing is an absolute um, joke from the players. Um, can I ask how much um, that Dessels was worth? Because he's like me playing for my Sunday team after a night out. Absolute shocking. And I don't know where all this money's we're spending on these players. Like, I'm I'm worried about Wednesday. 
I'm really worried about it. Caveat and everything, Roger, whether it's individually or collectively, as Andy said, with the fact that it is the first game of the season, so he individually might get much better. Yeah. Michael Beale's tactical plan might get much better, but you can understand why Declan and other Rangers fans were really knocked for six at what they witnessed at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it, you would never have seen that coming. You, you could see... You know, Rangers having to battle hard to get a result, battle hard to get three points, or fight hard to get a draw. You really wouldn't have seen a 1-0 defeat where Rangers just were completely devoid of any attacking penetration. They, you know, Will Dennis, on his debut in goal for Kilmarnock, took, a, forward took a few set pieces okay, didn't he? Looked reasonably solid. Didn't really have an outstanding save to make. The one he tipped over from Lundstrom was probably going over anyway. Um, he had one reasonably point blank range from Dessers with his left foot but it was quite weak mm-hmm. wasn't a great save either he will never have such a comfortable game against Rangers again you would think uh, thank you Declan 01419511025 is the number you need now we're up and running I feel like until we've got unhappiness that's that's me I really feel like the new season's back last week was all very friendly and everyone was getting on with each other and looking forward to yeah. the new season but one of Rangers' new signings, who until last week had been lauded, has now been referred to as a Sunday League player who's been out the night before and we've had requests to re-sign Alfredo Morelos. Good to be back, Andy. Yeah, I you missed I wasn't us. expecting that in the first day, Alfredo Morelos recall already. There we are. I don't even know what's he up to. I keep seeing he's in the gym somewhere in Colombia by the looks of his, of his social media. Anyway, 01419511025. Good time to call. We'll get you on next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and the return of Andy Halliday on to Clyde One Super Scoreboard to take your calls on the usual number or on Twitter as you would expect a lot of reaction to Rangers defeat at Rugby Park coming in and a lot of uh, anger, frustration Mike D's trying to put a bit of a uh, a calm on things He says Remember Celtic won the league After losing their first game Of the season People have short memories And this is the joys Of the live stream uh, Celtic 7 just says Please let Andy Halliday know We are no longer in lockdown And the barbers have reopened Is that the type of feedback You were hoping for? Not really no <laughs> I actually got cut Somebody said I look like A retired skateboarder earlier Which <laughs> did, definitely Didn't sit well with me but... <laughs> I like that It's the baggy t-shirt as well I can uh, see I can oh, see the, the fashion show He did the first part of the show With a jumper True. on Now he's got the t-shirt yeah. on Absolutely It's the you'll, pressure you'll... of sitting In the hot seat again The Get scrutiny be... For part three You'll come in like Lord Keevans In the full <laughs> dicky bow no The scrutiny chance. that's about To be placed on uh, Andy Halliday's tattoos I'm sure as well You got any that you'd like To show for the, the cameras? No, not that I'd like are to you, show For the cameras Are you inked in any way? I can't possibly call I didn't think so 01419511025 That's the number you need So please get in touch uh, Let's bring in Charlie on the line Charlie how would you sum up your feelings? No Could you say it? You know what I mean? Uh, the way I feel about it uh, It's actually what I'm talking about I, mean, I say to the guy that I, that I phoned in there And now I told him uh, The thing is um, I can't understand why they'll give this guy All this money right They'll give him over £15 million pound. To bring in these players, as far as I can see, are players who have kind of slipped in the pecking order where the other teams have been in, and he's trying to reinvent them. He's bringing them at the eyebrows to try and reinvent them, maybe try and uh, try me, get a couple of bob, uh, sell them on kind of thing, uh, every day, day something, right? And uh, when that when Stephen Gerrard was there, right? Stephen Gerrard, he's, he's obviously Stephen Gerrard's understudy, right? So, they wouldn't give the money to Stephen Gerrard 
Well, we found through the grapevine that um, Stephen Gerrard was a, I was one of the reasons, I don't know, just one of the reasons, but well, I think probably the biggest reason he left Ibrox because uh, when uh, uh, Dave King, who was sitting on the board at the time, he was sitting next to him, he says, I am, I'll, I'll win the league with this, help with this guy. Steve, Dave King left, right, and he was left with the ones that was there. And when the man went and asked him for money, he, he, turned, he, turned, him down, he turned him down. And there, he was out the door. And then this guy comes back, he sits in the seat, and he's the manager now. And the thing is, I don't know who we're... I didn't see it any day. See, when that game the other day, I felt the league was there before it even started. I'm going, I'm going to go to this game, these games, and I'm going to sell. It's going to happen today. You see, when all the friendlies, the friendlies are the exact same. They didn't know what they were doing. They're going round the park in the last friendly there, the one that they get beat, and uh, clapping their hands. I'm saying, what are you just clapping your hands for? You're absolute rubbish. You know what I mean? Uh, let's be honest about it. You may as well see it. You know? Uh, and the only one that got past marks for me, which I thought he was a bit dodgy, was the goalkeeper. A lot to get through um, I mean for comments about you know Thinking the league was over already And all that stuff The arithmetic just tell you know 37 games to go And as someone yeah. mentioned You know Celtic lost the, the first game under Ange And went on to win the league All that sort of stuff But th- there is something about the first league game isn't there It's it's almost like the the release all summer you, you build up towards it You are looking to make that statement I think we, we mentioned this on the show last week Particularly Rangers Specifically Rangers Because of the balance of power in Scottish football. You were looking, can they stay in Celtic's coattails? Can they go into the first meeting between the sides level or in front? And, it, you know, to do this at the first hurdle, that's where all this frustration's coming from, isn't it? Oh, without doubt. Now, the start of the season was always going to be more awkward for Rangers simply because they've got Champions League qualifiers to throw in along with the Premiership football and via Play Cup football. Celtic have an easier fixture load in the opening weeks of the season no European qualifiers and they set out their stall Saturday lunchtime I was there for Super Scoreboard at Celtic Park they scored four goals they get three points they then watch see if Rangers can respond and Rangers didn't respond and you know you can understand Charlie's points I think pre-season a lot of Rangers supporters were slightly anxious they sort of put their anxieties to one side saying well it was Newcastle good team it was Olympiacos, good team. It was, it was Hoffenheim, good team. And they felt that Rangers would come good at Rugby Park on Saturday evening. And the fact that Rangers didn't come good at Rugby Park on Saturday evening has now made Charlie and the other Rangers callers tonight anxious for what's to come. Servette on Wednesday night, the trip to Switzerland next weekend and Celtic coming to Ibrox on match day four of the league season. It is... All against the backdrop of this recruitment, Andy. So Charlie's kind of gist of a lot of the point is why have we trusted Michael Beale with all this this money? I mean, at the same time, it is obviously hard to gel players and make it all come together straight away. But yeah. Glasgow asks you to do the, the difficult yeah. things. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I think at a lot of football clubs, you might get a bit of leeway when you know nine new faces come out uh, in the door, a lot go out. But yeah, you're at a very unique football club at Rangers and Celtic that results are, are obviously of huge importance. And I think a lot of people felt that the squad was getting a little bit stale. So uh, in terms of the, the new manager getting back, I think whoever is the manager's got to get back and we were expecting a lot of faces to come in the door. And I think that sort of added to the excitement going into the season because a lot of people mm. seen that the club's not spent a whole load of money over the last sort of three, four seasons. And then you're going into this summer window there, 
like I said, they spent north of 15 million on nine new faces, uh, a lot in attacking senses as well. So hoping to see this more attacking free flowing football, and then to add obviously that excitement going into the first game of the season to not only lose but you know the mm. man of defeat as well. And then the re- I suppose Roger, the main reason not everything can be explained away is look these are new players and, and give everyone a break would be that someone who was brought in in January and for most Rangers fans who had hit the ground and was it was ready and was up to speed with things was Todd Cantwell yeah. who then didn't start the match. Did that surprise you when you saw the it, teams? It did surprise me, I have to say it did. Um, and Michael Beale could say, well, Danilo hasn't ready to start a game yet. So Fuentes hasn't started a game. Dujon Sterling hasn't started mm. a game. But Andy will tell you, it is unique here. You, you don't get half a dozen games to bed yourself in as a Rangers player. You need to hit the ground running. And these guys, Dessers, Lammers, Seema, they must be better than they showed at Kilmarnock at the weekend because if they're not better than was shown at the weekend, then Rangers are in trouble. Mm. Thank you to Charlie. Let's hear a bit from Michael Beale then, uh, part of the explanation, Rangers fans. You can tell us what you make of this. He says the opening day defeat does offer a bit of a, a reality check for some. Not the start that we wanted at all. We had good control in the game for large parts. We obviously had the most... Well, the lion's share of possession. Um, I thought Kilmarnock defended extremely well throughout the game. Lots of people in and around their box. And we had a couple of moments at the end of the first half where I think we need to come away with a goal. In the game, we had 18 shots, but I can't remember their goalkeeper being troubled enough. So uh, in a game like today, uh, where it's stuffy and you're struggling to create clear-cut chances, you can't concede a goal like we did. I think we all know that. So... It's bitterly disappointing. It's disappointing for the players, staff, but ultimately the fans who have been excited in the summer. So there's a bit of realism in the air with that result and certainly uh, a lot of work to do moving forwards. But we bounce back on Wednesday. Jamie is in Kerluk. Jamie, how do you feel after what you saw at the weekend? How would you sum it up? Uh, no, not too great. Not too great. Good evening anyway, panel. Good evening. Hi, Jamie. Uh, and I, I was just listening to the first two callers on the show tonight and everything he says I agree with everything Andy and the, the guys say that Kilmarnock were probably uh, deserved of the three points in the match and uh, my, my, my Stavonier's post-match interview where he says that Rangers were comfortable throughout and that, that's the bit that's worrying for me Yeah, listen, I understand that and I can understand why Rangers supporters be annoyed at some of Jack Butlin's comments as well after the game that, oh, it's only the first day of the season. Um, I think Rangers support, some Rangers supporters will think, you know, do do these players actually get it, if you know what I mean? But they'll need to get it, Jamie, because there is no option. They'll need to be told very, very quickly that this could unravel quickly for Rangers if they continue to play the way they did on Saturday night. I I cannot believe it will continue the way it was on Saturday. Um, for Wednesday against Surveyed, I think there'll be changes. I think at a big crowd at home against the Swiss in a Champions League qualifier will drive them on. Similarly, Livingston Ibrox on Saturday, a big home crowd will drive them on. Um, these players, they're learning as they go. But, but Andy Halliday's been there before, Jim. He will tell you, it's a very steep learning curve when you play there and you just have to learn quickly otherwise you'll be left behind. I've never bought into this. You know, losing football matches is just bad, Andy. There's, there's never a good really that, that can come from it, especially in this environment. If there was any sort of shred in there, will it be a, a big wake-up call to any of those new signings who 
I, I, I don't know if they did, but you know, thought these games would be easy or didn't realise what trips like this would be like, or maybe more importantly, didn't realise what the reaction would be like if they lost a game like that. Yeah, and I, again, I was just going to allude to that sort of last point. I think it's the reaction that will probably shock them more than most because they might have been at football clubs previously where you know a point away from home is not a bad result. And like I said, when you come to Rangers and Celtic, three points every week is, is mandatory. It's, it's something that's got to happen. And I think that what they also have to realise is Rangers fans are sort of used to seeing a deficit behind Celtic for the best part of a decade and obviously with a lot of hype going on into this mm. season to already be three points deficit after the first game there's going to be a lot of pressure that comes with that more pressure than they're used to it, dropping points at other and, 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 and have you seen that have you seen players come into the dressing room in almost that moment where it, it, it clicks or, or guys that maybe didn't get it straight away yeah and I, and I always do say that it will happen pretty quickly they might not get it straight away but something will happen where they'll realise whether it be getting stopped 30 times walking down the road going to Waitrose or losing in the opening day of the season seeing the reaction from the crowd and I think it's pretty clear mm. that I'd imagine that a lot of people that have just came in the door yeah, that Roger, it hold on a minute before we get any further Waitrose oh no no I heard honestly, honestly. Oh, don't, don't you worry oh I know incredible it's the West End's choice I was going to say you've changed <laughs> since you moved to that West <laughs> End honestly unbelievable carry on I was just about to make the point Rangers accumulated 92 points last season and didn't win the league. I'm willing to bet none of the players who come in the door to Rangers in the summer have ever been in a team that's accumulated 92 points. They don't know what it means mm. to win, as Andy said, every week. 92, but you, you might need to... Rangers might need to win 32 or 33 games this season if they're going to win the league out of 38. They've already lost one. Now, it, this is going to sound ridiculous... One of the best things Rangers could do is let some of these new signings listen to this show this week. Oh, I hope they are. And well, listen to what it to means to Jamie and or Charlie or and Declan stream. and Rab and the Rangers supporters who phone in. Mm. That is a crash course in what it actually means to play for Rangers and to support Rangers. Can you imagine firing up YouTube? Danilo's typing it in right now. Clyde won super I scoreboard. I, I, I hope maybe Serial Dessers isn't listening after what one of the callers said earlier on. That's and true. And I think as well, they'll, they'll, they'll know that as individuals you can have off days. But Absolutely. in the football club, you still need to find a way to get results. And I've seen a start at the weekend. Roger might be able to tell me the exact start. But we all remember how many times Rangers were 1-0 down last season. And I think they actually... It worked out pretty well because I think in terms of coming back and recruiting points, I think they won a lot of their mm. games. But at some point, it's going to come back and bite you. And it already has in the first yeah, game. Yeah, another one of the... Look, as I always sort of stick up or sympathise with the so-called wee teams. And if you ever do get fortunate enough to go one up against Rangers or Celtic, you kind of fear that there's this backlash coming and that the kitchen sink will be there and you almost fear that you're never going to hang on to it. And it just didn't look like that on no. Saturday, did it? No, absolutely not. Um, remember, they used to have... the played with that golden goal thing and extra time at tournaments when the ball went in the net that was it and you yep. were finished they could have done that at Rugby Park on Saturday as soon, still as, be playing now. as soon as Brad mm. Lyons scored it's all very well Michael Bill was saying the, the Lyons share of possession come on look at the Lyons share of goals that's all that matters and the Rangers supporters aren't interested in hearing we had the Lyons share of possession we had 18 shots in target we were comfortable we, we, you know, we dominated the territory we, we looked comfortable in the game they're not interested mm. Celtic have scored four at lunchtime all Rangers fans want is a win. Jamie, what has this done for your overall confidence? Because we keep saying it is one game, there are 37 to go. Are you able to think of it that way and, and maintain confidence and optimism going forward or has Saturday got you fearing the worst? Uh, I, wouldn't, 
I don't know. I, I can't predict the future, but I'll say I'll say one thing. See, when you guys were saying about uh, winning the Scottish Premier League, players that, that do win the Scottish Premier League through the season, they need to roll their sleeves up, they need to grit their teeth. Andy Halliday had it. None of, none of these Rangers players that I see have got it. Mm, what comes out in the, the wash with these things? You know, mentality is difficult almost to. We've gone from. Tactics to mentality to individual players' ability to team selection. I suppose it always is the way when when Rangers or Celtic drop points. Yeah, and listen, the season is not over. The league title is not over. The point we're making tonight is that you never really get very much time in this game, Gordon. You know it, Andy will tell you as well. You don't get any time. You need to come in, you need to win, and you need to keep winning. It's as simple as that. And the manner of the Rangers' defeat will have set off alarm bells for the support and I think the reaction from some of the participants, the manager, the captain, the new goalkeeper, I think that will have annoyed some as well because like it. some of the callers tonight are hurting and they don't believe that the players are hurting the way they are. Okay, thanks Jamie. 01419511025, great time to call. We'll get you on next if we can. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Halliday and Roger Hanna are here. You can phone us, you can tweet us by all accounts. You can now comment on YouTube and all that sort of stuff. Keep it polite if you can. Uh, I mean, Ford Ewing says Andy's trip to Turkey proving worthwhile. His old hairline would never have held up under these lights. Yep. He's true. Very Spot true. He's looking magnificent. I'm, um, I'm thinking of getting the number from him. Andy, the photo doctor, says Beale's tactics are to have the attack in no fixed formation, interchangeable, but not sure it works. Rangers teams used to pick themselves week in, week out. Beale needs to know his best 11 and impose themselves on opponents. Let's go back to the phones. I thought this guy might phone in again, I must admit, and he's been, it's, it's almost like by popular demand. I've had a few requests on Twitter for you today, Simon, the Kilmarnock fan, because you were on on Friday, and give us a summation of how that call went. Yeah, well, I, I can read an exact quote from Hugh Evans if you want, which is, there are simply gulfs in class that cannot be bridged. I knew so, it. If we go by that quote, do the panel think Rangers can maybe make the top six? Or <laughs> now, now, Simon, that is not um, a quote that's out there on its own. I, as I said, I was at Celtic Park on Saturday for the show. There was a spell at Celtic Park when Hugh Keevan says Celtic's defence is rotten. That the natives will be getting restless. Oh, penalty to Celtic. And then mid-second half, he said, it's 3-1, the game has died, it's over, it will finish 3-1. Oh, Matt O'Reilly, it's 4-1. So, Hugh does have a tendency at times He's to an say artist, things. Really. He's an artist, and he, he, he has mm. a scattergun approach to some of his mm. predictions and comments. So you can't hold that against him at all. It's really frustrating, because obviously Hugh's not on tonight to almost defend himself. But let's see if we go back to the phones. Let's bring in Hugh and Bear's Den, see if he's got anything to say for himself. There is a reason why <laughs> I have been on Super Scoreboard for 38 years. And that, Simon, is because I am entertainment. <laughs> Some, I thought it was because, no, that's not the, the most appropriate phrase. What's your phrase about failure again? That's my favourite one. 
I move from one mistake to the next with no loss of enthusiasm. I like it, see Andy. Have you missed him? Have you missed those I dulcet have, tones? I have, but I must, I must admit, if I heard his prediction before five fifteen at the weekend, I wouldn't have been so surprised when I seen the result at <laughs> the end. Of it. I mean, you're right. Like to be fair to you, Hugh, thinking Rangers were going to win is no disgrace. I think most of us did. Do you feel any shred of sympathy, any apology to Simon for suggesting that it would be four nil to Rangers? No, I would simply say to Simon that that is the nature of the business. You give a forthright opinion and Simon is therefore very much entitled to come on. I knew I would hear from Simon. I honestly thought I'd have to wait until Friday night until I was on the programme. But I'm delighted to say to Simon, I fell for it, Simon, as all the Rangers fans fell for it. I believe that if you spend £15 million on players, one or two of them might be good. So the gist of it is you spent your Saturday night thinking about Simon and Kilmarnock? I'd have to say that's untrue, uh, but I readily agree that Simon has a point about the golfing class because the worry for the Rangers fans is that the golfing class did not exist and Kilmarnock bought their players for two iron brew bottles and a packet of scones and Rangers have spent £15 million on theirs, and if they don't beat Servette, I wouldn't like to be Michael Beale. Simon, it's a funny-sounding apology, but that's why we love him. What did you take away from the game at the weekend? Yeah, I, I'm just glad that he wasn't thinking about me and Saturday night, that's a relief. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a fantastic performance. There wasn't a single bad player in, in a Kilmarnock shot, and I understand, obviously, tonight the focus will be on Rangers. I understand you know, the nature of supply and demand for that for yourselves, but just talking up Kilmarnock a wee bit, I think the keeper who'd maybe been a bit question marks over him in pre-season, he was excellent. Our back three, which turns into a back four, which is sometimes a back five, you know, it, McInnes likes that way where it kind of the players morph, we can move in and out of different positions. They were all all absolutely fantastic. You know, in Daba, who's on loan at a great game, D's absolutely fantastic. I think he lost a header. Mail, who obviously we got from Rangers for a, a nominal fee, was fantastic, better than any Rangers defender on the day. Armstrong at right wing back, you know, he's he just works and socks off that bit of the, in the second half when he tracked maybe 60, 70 yards back to the pitch, just completely body-checked, can't well, won the ball and, and ran back. You go into midfield, Lions, who, you know, I wasn't the massive fan of Brad Lyons, but in the last few months, he's been he's been excellent. You know, he, he looks like he's really upped his game. David Watson, you wouldn't want to play against him. He's just like perpetual motion. He just doesn't stop. Every single player played well, even guys like... Um, Marley Watkins, who wasn't fit, obviously Kyle Vassell wasn't fit enough to start. Marley Watkins, you know, ran his heart out for 60 minutes. Matty Kennedy playing in an off position, not normally number 10, but again, he ran his heart out as well. So there wasn't a single failure, and I think our tactics were just... We showed on Saturday that there was one really good manager against a novice, and I think that showed our performance. Will, will they beat Andy Halliday's hearts on Sunday though, Simon? Well, no. I mean, Andy, you're looking great, but um, I think it's going to be a tough game having to play. You know, the European game. Hearts have got some really good players, though, like Lowry coming in. He's a fantastic mm. signing, and you know, you look at their front line. They've got the boy Oda, the new boy from Japan as well, Liam, Liam Boyce, and Lawrence Shankland. You know, even if they drop two of them and bring two in, it's still one of the best forward lines outside the old firm. So it's a bit of a tough game, but you know, judging by the performance on Saturday from Kilmarnock. You know, you can't say that we wouldn't be able to give you 
again. Are you hoping for Hugh to tip mm. Hearts on Friday night? Well, he probably will now. So aye, that's fine. We'll take that and we'll uh, we'll push on, pushing Celtic at the top of the t- table and see where it takes us. Nice one, thank you, Simon. Thank you, Hugh. Go back and enjoy your dinner. Sorry for interrupting you. No, not at all. The only thing I'd say to Simon, you're put just throw a two bob carpet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just knew he was going to get the final say. Thank you very much, Hugh and Simon, uh, on the line. And that is important, Andy. Fair play to Simon for acknowledging it. It's not. It's not like deliberate or sinister. There is a supply and demand element that means that Kilmarnock's good stuff kind of gets lost in Rangers' bad stuff. What impressed you most about them? Well, I think one thing we know about Derek McKinsey's sides, they're always well-drilled, they're always well-organised, but I thought any time there was quality to be shown, I thought they showed it. I thought, like we talked about, where Rangers sort of bombarded them across crosses out wide, I thought within the midfield three, they were always there to pick up the second balls, but not pick up the second balls, then clear it up the pitch and get themselves up. The amount of times they actually won the second ball and then turned into a transitional counter-attack, so I think you know you mentioned look, we, we spoke about Rangers recruitment I mean look at Kilmarnock's recruitment I think there was 7 or 8 in the starting 11 at the weekend mm-hmm. there I think every one of them got past marks So does that blow apart the excuse if you want to call it that about gelling? Well Kilmarnock played in the group stages I, would, I, I mean I would, I, I would certainly still say it as a factor but they do have that sort of added boost to the sort of 4-5 or five competitive games of the League Cup mm. but like I says I'm saying added excuse at the old firm you don't get that yeah. and I know just quickly because I do want to take one more call also I suppose it was all most of Kamarnock's players players that knew the league which is quite an interesting tactic yeah. to go down they, they know the league and Declan one of the earlier callers asked what was the Rangers game plan we sort of shrugged our shoulders the Kamarnock players look as mm. if they knew their Absolutely. game plan let's bring in one more squeeze it in before the news Ian is a Rangers fan in Springburn are you as annoyed as everyone else Ian that's been on so far or would you rather calm things down a bit and hope for the best <laughs> Listen, I'm not obviously happy with Saturday's result, mate. However, bottom line is, we've got a lot of players that... I don't believe for a second that they're all duds that have come in, that Michael Beale's brought in. Not for a second. Now, I was, I'm still overjoyed at the signings he's made. And was it a terrible game? Yes, it was. But it was just quite similar to how it's been in pre-season, so they've obviously not gelled yet. And I, honestly, I, OK... Nobody likes to lose the first game and you've got to just give praise to Kilmarnock darling like against Rangers here because I think Kilmarnock really played very well and it wasn't their own you know the, the way they were bringing the ball down and passing it about that's that's what Rangers have got to be doing and we're not doing it do you know what I'm saying so look I'm I'm, I'm not going to throw the baby out of the bathwater I just want to see Rangers play the way they were doing a few years ago in Europe and with this European game look see if we even go against in the Champions League when you look back last year and you think of the Champions League, you know, maybe it won't be a bad thing for us to get into that Europa League uh, group stage. Do you know what I mean? It's a great consolation prize if we don't make the Champions League. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because we've done very well there the other year and had a lovely time. And that, I think, would be much better for us to get bloodied, to get everybody playing. And listen, I just always like to say, big up for Louis Mail. Do you know what I mean? If that doesn't show that the Rangers youngsters should be getting more of a try I don't know what is right. so, We're a bit pushed for time So let's leave Wednesday just for a little bit Either later in the show or tomorrow I just wonder though Ian Because you say you know, they've not gelled yet And then that's fine Is the danger not that you don't get much time to gel And you know, there's a, there is a game against Celtic That's not too far away As you mentioned big European games Whatever your view is on the most appropriate competition How long are you giving this team to gel Before you would get annoyed? Mate listen I, was, I know this is a changed times, like, but let's remember back to Fergie down at 
Man United and get four years there. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying we're going to sit back for four years and say, come on, sort this out. But let's just give play- teams more than a, f- a couple of games to, to decide whether they're a good team or not. I get, I get that. I do get, I do get that. But you're not getting, you're not getting four weeks here. Four years. Yeah, let's forget I that. I don't think you're going to get 40 hours because I think on Wednesday night, you know, we're talking about, you know, maybe potentially the, the Europa League's a better sort of route for Rangers. But if I'm not mistaken, that Wednesday and this ties worth £5 million to the football club. So I do think it's a huge importance mm. to, to, to try and get through. Okay, let's leave it there. Thank you very much. Ian on the line. It's time for this already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. This could be special because in the last couple of seasons, these two have been the kings of Beat the Pundit, and you now get to see them playing Beat the Pundit rather than just listen if you're watching the live stream. Will Roger Hanna close his eyes for concentration like he usually does? Will Andy Halliday's hair growth actually affect his Beat the Pundit performances? We will find out. It has to be one of them, and it could be you. 01419511025. Lines close at 7. Four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. They and Roger Hanna are here at so 01419511025 and it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Join in, why don't you? Monday night after the first round of league fixtures over the, the start of the season. So what did you make of it? There's been a lot said already about Rangers' defeat at Rugby Park, as you might expect. What about you, Celtic fans? Flag day. The return of Brendan Rodgers What did you make of it? What stood out for you? I'd imagine David Turnbull won't be far away from your thoughts Carl Starfelt, names like that But if there's anything else, uh, do share it with us And we'll get to you after we do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, beat the pundit time These two are beat the pundit royalty In the last couple of seasons But they're worried Like I mentioned before the news Roger Hanna usually closes his eyes Will he do it with the camera Right zoomed in as tight as possible On his face Andy Halliday You were you're concerned Because you usually stand up Yeah I like standing get, up Get in the zone mm. No choice I mean you can if you want But then just look a bit I'll, funny I'll sit down Okay heads it will be Roger Hanna Tails it will be Andy And one of them will take on Mark Who's on the line How are you Mark? Yeah, good guys, a wee bit nervous, but ready for this. Mark, usually we get, you know, the name and then like the town or city that the, the caller is from. Yours is very specific, though. Yours says Capolo Ticket Office. That's right. Myself and Alistair are here selling the tickets for the Rangers game in the Cup, so we thought, when we'll get a wee bash, see how we got on. Why not? I thought Mark lived there or something for a, for a minute. That, that does clear it up. That makes much more sense. So the guys are going to take you on. If it's heads, it will be Roger Hanna. If it's tails, it will be Andy Halliday. It's heads oh, oh listen I'm very worried now Are you going eyes closed or not? I don't Set your know, stall out I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm immediately Unsettled Because Morton United Didn't do us any favours At the weekend So I'm, I'm worried It carries on I think the nation Wants to see you With your eyes closed There's a sentence I never thought I would see, say there's, there's a, The only reason <laughs> The only reason I ever closed my eyes In the first place Was because For many many years mm. Before Andy Joined us on a Monday night I did the show on a Tuesday night with Gordon DL and I had to shut my eyes otherwise he would just jump in front of me and try to distract me <laughs> that, That's true Well let's see how it goes Let's give Roger some greatest hits radio to listen to so that he can't hear us He's given me the thumbs up Mark and assistant are you ready? Yep yes. Good 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now How many caps do you need to get into Scotland's international role of honour? Aberdeen's potential Europa League opponents BK Hacken are from which country? 
Finland. Name any of the scorers in Dundee United's win over our broth on Friday. Matt O'Reilly's got international youth caps for what two countries? Ireland. England. What is the nickname of Air United? The honest man. And what year did Rangers win the Cup Winners' Cup? 1968. Okay, I think there's a third member of the crew shouting out in the background there. Let's bring back Roger Hanna. Can you hear us, Roger? I've got you now, yeah. Mark, who was that in the background at the end? It was somebody driving by the ticket office I've also listened to Clyde Blanc That is the power of this show I love that Because I'm glad What did did he shout in the background? Morning Super Scoreboard Good right Because I was worried it was something That I was going to have to get Cut out the podcast But anyway we're all good We're good to go Roger are you ready? I'm ready to go Time starts now how many caps do you need to get into Scotland's international role of honour? 25. Aberdeen's potential Europa League opponents BK Hacken are from which country? Sweden. Name any of the scorers in Dundee United's win against their broth on Friday. Glenn Middleton. Uh, Matt O'Reilly has got international youth caps for which two countries? England and Denmark. What is the nickname of Air United? The Honest Men. In what year did Rangers win the Cup Winners' Cup? 1972. Who is top of League One on goal difference? Soccer. In which Italian club does former Celtic player Liam Henderson currently play? Oh, he's now at, is it Empoli? Okay, but I don't even care how that, why did you keep your eyes open? Uh, because Daz isn't here. No, I don't for, need to close the eyes. You do, it's for, co- I thought. I always thought it was that's where the knowledge no, came from. No, no, no. You've it's, shattered it's, the illusion. It's just as simple as that. Daz used to try and distract me, so I had to close my eyes. Andy Halliday's far more gentlemanly sitting next next to me here on the Monday now Mark your pal and the guy who drove by how do you think it went uh, I don't think me and Alice are going to be coming into work <laughs> well let's find out how many caps do you need to get into Scotland's international role of honour 50 oh there you go oh yeah. well, according to the producers you blame them see I thought that was one of those Trick questions Yeah I thought I always thought you got a, your, your silver medal For that yeah, in 25 well, 50 um, Did you hear about Hugh Keevans On Friday by the way Andy Haldy Thought that Avril Avril Levine was Craig Levine's niece It's tremendous Outstanding that, Anyway We move on None of you got the first one BK Hacken uh, Aberdeen's potential Europa League opponents Are from Sweden 1-0 Roger Hanna Great draw that For Aberdeen isn't it it's a terrific Could you have picked a better no, draw? No, either Zalginis Vilnius from Lithuania or oh, Hacken, who Aberdeen beat 5-1, if you remember, a couple of seasons ago. Brilliant. So, uh, Hacken have also just sold their best player, who was watched by Celtic and Rangers, Benny Traore, way to Sheffield United. Um, whoever it is, Aberdeen will be strongly fancied to get into the groups of the Europa League. There we are. So, 1-0, Roger Hanna. You both got the next one. You had the choice of Malt, Kujo, Sibbled or Middleton for Dundee United's scorers. 2-1, Roger. Matt O'Reilly does have international caps for England and Denmark Roger Hanna goes 3-1 in front you both knew the honest men you'd have had to retire your mic I'll, if you got that one wrong shut my eyes. so it's 4-2 to Roger Hanna ah, and this is where it got tricky you ticket salesman he knew that the Cup Winners Cup was 1972 I'll give you a benefit of the doubt because it was at that moment that someone shouted in the background Falkirk are top of League 1 on goal difference and Liam Henderson plays for Empoli a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 2 win for Roger Hanna he's back with a bang sorry Mark no that's fair enough we get well done well done good up keep, Thanks, Mark, keep up Mark. the good work in the ticket office though we hope it goes well cheers, cheers brilliant Morton are fast becoming a favourite on Beat the Pundit because last year Doogie Emery phoned in 
and took part and beat the pundit. Yeah, I remember and, that. And, I, was, I, was, I was in the show that night. And, uh, and now Mark and the guys in the ticket office working hard, grafting away at this time of night. Yeah, they're not, they're not my favourites this weekend, but fair play to them. They, mm. they beat United on Saturday. They've had a good start. I think they're at Wraith this weekend. And then the real money spinner. You know, I noticed Dougie only had three substitutes mm. on the bench against there at the weekend. He has a lot of work to do. He'll tell you himself. He's a lot of work to do to get that squad. And how, how did you feel? Because not only that, but it was like, you know, it's like watching your ex go off with someone new. Dippo scored for York, yeah, didn't he? It was always going to, he was always going to do that. Honestly. I was surprised from him for, for Scotland ever nabbed him. Mm-hmm. I was impressed any time I watched him last year. Oh, Roger loved him. Like proper yeah, like fanboy Ter- stuff. Terrific player. Nice big fella. Um, and no, by the way, do you know what? I, 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 I forgot to mention, how could I? You, you started on minus one. So it was only a 6-2 victory, not a 7. I was about to say that the results can't change now and you haven't nah, mentioned it. Therefore, the season has started. There is no handicap. Oh, are, yes, there are is. Are you sure? It's, it might go up to minus two, but we'll, no. leave, it, we'll leave it for now. That's the first time I've... I've done many shows with Roger. Did you get them and all I right? Say, I say to everyone... I'm not in the same realm as this guy. He's different level. It's the first time I've ever had more points than him when he's done it. Did you get them all then? Mm, Super. 50. Good and 50 on you. was a guess as well. Right, 01419511025. The flag went up at Celtic Park on Saturday. That kicked off a new Premiership season and it was quite eventful. Cross County started very well. Celtic then found their groove, got their noses in front, added to it and it ended up a 4-2 victory before the game even started. Really, there was the big talking point of David Turnbull in and Rio Hitati out. No Carl Starfelt. Looks like he could be heading uh, elsewhere. It looks pretty much as if that, that is the case. So what do you make of it, Celtic fans? Let us know. Ricky is first up. How would you sum it up, Ricky? Uh, I would have summed it up on Saturday. I was at the game Saturday. And um, I think for the first 20 minutes, we looked a bit sluggish. It was a few steps, two passes. And what's going to get away in front? They could have scored early. There are a couple of chances there for them, but once we go to Penway, they're in the side and in the way. But see, we're talking, talking about the Rangers players, you know, having to yell. The Celtic players are going to have to yell because Brendan, Brendan's playing a different tactics to what Anne's played. There's no inverted fullbacks. The the midfield was t- totally different, you know. So there is a, a case for some of the Rangers players. Maybe no one know where they're coming into when they come into the, what you call it, the, the Scottish game. But they're going to have to learn quickly. Uh, our boys did get the, the job done at the end of it, but uh, it was a bit. The first 20 minutes, they'll be back in a shaky. Let's, not get, let's not get too hung up on, on the definition of gelling, because it is a, it, I know what Ricky's saying, but it's, it's a different scenario from Rangers. We don't always need to um, you know, bring it into the same discussion what I'm interested is Ricky mentions, you know, this is it's a new way of playing yeah. and how much of it was in Ange Postacoglu's image and how much of it was, was new and different and fresh? Well, listen, of all the summer signings, I think only Mike Novrotsky started the game. So you could say the team looked a lot like mm-hmm. Ange's team. It didn't necessarily play the way Ange's team played. The most notable thing for me was how often Kyogo was dropping off to link up the play. He wasn't just staying on the shoulder of the last defender. Um, It it worked. He created a lovely goal for Matt O'Reilly in the second half. He got his goal, as he invariably does. Um, There were little tweaks. David Turnbull in the team played in a far more advanced role than you would have ordinarily seen Rio Hitati playing at times. He was beyond Kyogo. 
Um, as Ricky said, the fullbacks sometimes they did come inside, but not as often as they would have done under Ange. There were different little tweaks, and I think that's to be expected. You know, Brendan Rodgers will go in there, he'll see the players, he'll see what he thinks he can do with them. He's big on the word development. Even when he was asked about Kyogo's slightly different role on mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon, he spoke about having watched Kyogo's performances the last couple of years and thinks he can develop his game by asking him to do things he probably hasn't been asked to do in the past. So that's a little bit different. But it also um, wasn't the same look as Brendan Rodgers' first time here, was it? No. So is it, is it a bit of both, Andy? Yeah, uh, I think there was little adaptations in there, little tweaks. Uh, the biggest surprise for me was actually seeing the the profile of the player that David Tumble looked like because you always sort of assume him as the one he wants to be the one that gets into space and gets turned and plays balls in behind but the actual amount of times he was the one that was a willing mm-hmm. runner in behind and stretching the game for Celtic and you know he nearly gets the, the goal when Kyogo drops into that pocket of space that Roger was talking about plays a lovely pass in behind and you know Tumble could have been leaving with a match ball but uh, I think it was a professional job uh, I think Ross County's best period was probably um, like Ricky said the, the sort of opening 25-30 minutes uh, but you've got to give credit to Ross County as well because going 3-0 down at Celtic Park coming out for the second half it could have been a long old 45 minutes and they, they showed their selling good says so I, I think both teams will take positives from the game uh, Roger Hanna gave David Turnbull his performance of the weekend if you like Ricky he's been, he's been a big talking point now for a, a couple of days coming off of pre-season getting named in the team then backing up with the, the goals what did you make of him? I thought he played brilliant on Saturday uh, I, I as the boys are saying, he's, he's, he was going beyond Kyogo. And I think that's true, David. I think that's a better uh, type of place for him. I think that really suits him. Because I think the boys that already have a lot in the world, and I could not, I can't see why Ange had left him out so many times last year. He, I just think the guys get already have a lot in the world. And, they, and, I, and I think the Korean winger, this is a guy that's going to be a, a sensation this year in the Scottish game. That guy is very, very uh, fast and he's very, very forward thinking anytime he gets the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, what? yeah, sorry, I was just going to say on your, your point about Ange Postacoglu, Roger. I suppose we can't rewrite history too much. Ange Postacoglu's Celtic were excellent and that's probably an understatement and everyone lauded it and it felt like he could do no wrong. It was, it was interesting. Did you see Matt O'Reilly on Sky? He did the interview with David Turnbull. Yeah. And Matt O'Reilly almost jumped in when David Turnbull was speaking and saying, you know, it's been tough for him and he's too good to be, he should have been playing more than he was last season, words to that effect. So um, it's just about taking the opportunity now, isn't it, rather than finding fault with yeah, what went not, before. there's no point looking back. Th- things will evolve. The Celtic team's evolving already. Jota's gone. So, you know, like he's talking there about Yang coming into the team, Abada, I think, will get the first opportunity to nail down that position. But but Yang will be on his shoulder looking to get opportunities. Starfield's going. He's going to go to Celta Vigo. So Navrotsky will come into the team and a new centre-half will come to try and challenge Carter Vickers and Navrotsky. I wonder about Hitati. He's left out the team at the weekend. There have been murmurings of interest in him tail end mm-hmm. of last season throughout the summer. You, you wonder, you know, if... If Turnbull continues like this, could Celtic get a big bid for Hatati? Could they accept a big bid for Hatati and then replace him? So uh, teams evolve all the time. Ange Postecoglou was fantastic for Celtic. Five trophies in two seasons. But Ange Postecoglou is gone now and the Celtic supporters won't want to look back. Mm. They'll want to look forward and see how Brendan Rodgers is going to improve the team again. You'd still love to keep Rio Hatati, wouldn't you, Ricky? 
you mentioned that, just as you mentioned that, last year, uh, listen, Rio was that. You asked me at the beginning of last season who would make the most impact in the Celtic team, and that's the guy I, I picked, Rio with that. He got a Gordon. If he went, would I miss him? Probably no. Probably no. I, I, I don't think we're going to miss Jota. I don't think we're going to miss him either. I think we're. And I, I think, the, as I say, the boy Yang. He'll deal with the job of his day last year. He might not score the same amount of goals, but it'll be that direct. Would we miss a tatty? I don't know. Well, I don't know, Andy. I don't know. We've spent the first part of the show talking about, you know, don't get carried away by a bad result, as, as was the message from the, I think, the final Rangers caller. A bit early to be dismissing Rio Hitati's impact, is it not? Yeah, uh, for me, I think he's, listen, Celtic have got many, many, many talented players, but for me, he was a. One of the real standouts last year, I think. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he does leave. Uh, in terms of a big club coming in and making a making a great offer for him, but I think it would be very hard not to say you'd miss somebody of his quality. I think he's fantastic. But what I will say is, I think it's an area of the pitch where Celtic look really competitive. I've not seen a lot of the the new boys, Norovsky or the or Yanger boys like that, but I have seen a little bit of the boy uh, Tiago Holm in a couple of occasions and looks really, really good. Yeah. Uh, young player, really technical. Uh, I think even you know sounds a bit silly to say, but even the way he passes the ball, receives the ball, you can see mm-hmm. he's got a lot of talent. So, you know, is that like for late if Atati does leave, is it you know a, a case for a young kid like him to come in and, uh, and make his mark, or do they go and strengthen again? But I do think a guy uh, Atati's talent you're going to miss. Yang impressed Ricky. Was it one that yeah. you were at? You were at the game. Yeah. yeah, he actually did. Um, he came on he linked up play. it was a great move you know Andy loves a team goal he spoke about Alec Greaves winner for St Myrna at Hibs yesterday it was a great move by Celtic very late in the game and they were denied by a fantastic save by Ross Laidlaw in the Ross County goal otherwise that would have been Andy Halliday's goal of the weekend and Yang was involved in mm-hmm. the far side down the Celtic right he didn't have long oh, neither no. did Odin Tiago home but again as Andy says he, he looks he looks yeah. promising as well and the, the beauty for these guys unlike the Rangers signings I think these guys will get the opportunity to bed in. You know, they're not being asked to go in and sort of take the fight for the 90 minutes to the opponents. They're getting 10 or 15 or 20 minutes here or there and they're getting to ease themselves into their Celtic careers. Whereas a lot of the Rangers signings have been asked to go in and and, and take up the fight and, you know, show what they can do. And on Saturday night, they didn't. Let's hear a bit from Brendan Rodgers then. He says, David Turnbull... Earned his start with the, the you know the, dis, the displays easy for me to say in pre season, uh, and he's told the midfielder it's up to him to work hard and achieve his potential at the club. Over the course of pre season, he's worthy of his place. He's trained very well, been effective in the games, and uh, obviously today he gets his two goals and maybe could have had you know at least another one. So uh, I think that uh, he's a talent. I remember seeing him when I was first up here, and I liked his game, and he just maybe hasn't quite hit the heights though of what his talent is. So. Uh, I spoke to him in pre-season and said that it'd be a shame if you don't achieve what you can do in a club like this here because you have the talent but you have to be a working talent and you have to be able to run and you have to be aggressive in your game and if you can do that then uh, your, your qualities will come through so he's a player I really like you know I love his care with the ball his passing and his efficiency you know he gets in the box he gets goals and, and maybe could have had a hat-trick today so yeah it's uh, it's a draw that's open for him. He hasn't maybe played as much as he would like, but that's again his responsibility. Thank you to Ricky, 0141-951-1025. But whilst you get your calls in, let me run this past you. 
Yes, Natalia in Knightswood. She was at home with her son when she got the call. To be fair, that probably is how you would react if you realised you'd won over £56,000. Now it's your chance to win £57,777 tomorrow when we make the call. Enter now by texting YES to 61025. That's YES to 61025. If you get the call from us after 3pm on Tuesday the 8th tomorrow, answer within five rings. Make sure you know the correct cash register amount. Obviously, the texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entries £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are also charged at the standard rate. It is over 18s only. All the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. Text YES to 61025 for your chance to win £57,777. Good luck. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Do you know what else is back tonight? The full-time teaser. Andy Halliday's hairline. Andy Halliday himself and indeed the full-time teaser. We wow. gave it a rest last week and I, I missed it but at the same time we had wonderful fun on the pipe lying competition yeah and actually the show went so quickly last Monday night I didn't even notice that we didn't do it and one of my neighbours pulled me up when I got home why was I not a Mm. full time teaser what would crazy pony do if there was never a full time teaser again pipe lying was magnificent though I mean honestly we we discovered that Kenny Miller was a champion bowler in his youth did you know that former teammate of yours there we are we discovered that Mark Wilson once sunk a boat on Loch Lomond. Mm-hmm. There we go, another good fact as well. We discovered that Gordon DL doesn't know what is the truth and what is a lie half the time. We, no, we knew well. that. We knew that before. Um, Marvin Bartley used to be a window fitter, was it? I think that was his fact. It was great. Anyway, we're back with the full-time teaser. At halftime on Saturday, Marvin Bartley was looking for a window (laughs) to climb through and get out of Palmerston. I've still not heard from him, actually, on that note. But for those of you who are familiar with the show, it is that time of the night where we tackle the full-time teaser. Now, it's very simple. I'll, I'll put it out there for the start of a new season. I know many of you know how it works. But basically, you come up with a question, you send it in, and then the pundits try and answer your question. So it's, it's really trying to get one over on them, try and see them sweat as the show goes on, and we have a bit of fun with it as well. If you like the sounds of that and think, I could come up with a question that'll test these two numpties, the address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com. Fulltime at clyde1.com. It can be whatever you like. I don't know, maybe five answers, six answers. Tonight's has got 11. That's probably pushing it. We don't like too much more than that, but it is a good question. So we'll see how we get on. Stephen Makara sent this one in. Thank you to Stephen. For each team in the Scottish Premiership, this does not include Ross County because they're not applicable. For each team in the Scottish Premiership, can you name the player who scored that club's most recent goal in European competition? (sighs) Roger, I'm heavily leaning on you. No, but think about it though, because some of them will be quite recent. So for the current teams in the Scottish Premiership, doesn't include Ross County, 
Can you name the player who scored the most recent goal in European competition for each of those clubs? Scott Arfield. For? Rangers. No. You're not far off, obviously. So you're thinking the Liverpool, Liverpool game? Yeah. What came after that, though? So... Ajax? Mm-hmm. I thought it was 4 now. I was just going to start by saying Eli Ewan for Hibs. Yes, against oh, Interclub de Escaldes. That's easy, isn't it? That was last week. I tell you what, me. I really hope it's not a mistake here because it's it's apparently not you. Did you? Oh no 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 no! You're right. It's not me. It's uh, <laughs> nothing worse. It's eh? uh, Nathaniel Atkinson. Hmm? Nathaniel Atkinson against Istanbul by six year. I just wanted to hear the pronunciation. Well oh, done. That was, that was good. Nathaniel I mean, Atkinson he, he, is heart. He did spend a lot of time there last year, though. <laughs> In Istanbul, <laughs> yeah. How did that come about? Did you scope out the hair clinic when you were over for the game? Was it unrelated? Oh no, no, no! This was that was about six months in a pipe. Oh, was it? Was it, was it put in motion before? Months, about five years, but <laughs> six months after. Uh, right, come on, the Rangers one because that should you've, you're, you're just you're nearly there. It was Ajax. Right, come on, Cholak. No, I can't remember the goal. What would the calculated guess be then? Tavernier. Right, Tavernier. Okay, James Tavernier against Ajax and Celtics. Was should it be easy. Uh, Jota? It was against Real Madrid. Real Madrid. So there we go. So that's the full-time teaser in action. I mean, it gets a bit harder. But if you think you could come up with a question similar or different to that, but the same format to catch the pundits out, we need loads throughout the season. We have many. We're on every night from now until May. So uh, full-time at Clyde1.com. Good question to Stephen. Thank you for sending Gordon, it in. Gordon, help us. Who scored for Motherwell last year against Sligo Road? Oh, no, no. No, there was a... <laughs> No, no, yeah, that was a, that was a tough one. That was a, a tough evening, I must admit. You're not going that much further back, actually. I'll have you know. <laughs> I think I might know it. We'll get to it later on, don't you worry. Uh, on the subject of European football, what you? Seamless transition. Oh, see, see what I'm doing? Beautiful. Yeah, it's not my first rodeo. Um, we touched on it and beat the pundit. Let's look at some of those European draws yeah. that, that came out today, Roger. Take it away in whichever order you wish. Well, if you start with the Champions League, Rangers, if they get past Servette, will be at home first again to either PSV Eindhoven or Sturm Graz, who now have Max Johnson, once of Motherwell, Absolutely, in their ranks. Yeah, yeah. You would fancy PSV. That shouldn't hold any terror for Rangers, having knocked PSV out at the same stage last season. Um, but they only need to up their game from what we saw at Kilmarnock on Saturday. Europa League, Aberdeen, touching it earlier. You couldn't have handpicked a better draw. Home second at Petodri against either Hakin of Sweden or Zalgiris Vilnius of Lithuania. They whacked Hakin a couple of years ago. They would be fancy to do that again and that will be a significant financial boost for Aberdeen. Six games in the second tier competition, if you like, in the group stages. Andy... Out to Tron time on Wednesday morning. Yep. If Hearts get past Rosenborg, it's either Hajduk split of Croatia or Pauk of Greece. That might be a tough one, but not out with mm. the realms of possibility. And Hibs, if you like a bit of romance, if they can get past Lucerne. Oh, wow. It's the John McGinn John Derby. John McGinn Derby. Aston Villa under Unai Emery, who excels in European competition. What a John McGinn loving that will be. Oh, it will be... It'll be a terrific occasion. Battle of Britain, Hibs against Aston Villa. Even Andy will want Hibs to win this tie. Maybe not. I wouldn't take it that far. Right, there's a few, a bit to get through there. Let's just start with Aberdeen, Andy. Two, two caveats. No easy games in Europe, as they say. Fine, we'll get it out of the way. And Scottish clubs have had their issues in European qualifiers in the past. But if you get one opponent 
to overcome to make it to the Europa League group stages not the Conference League the Europa League could Aberdeen have got a much more favourable draw than, than what they got today? No no I think that is the best possible case scenario you could have got and I actually looked at I'm looking at some of the teams in the Conference League that we could have faced and thought I fancy hacking over most of them but it's just the way the mm-hmm. uh, the, natural, uh, the nature of the competition listen it's still going to be difficult but uh, I mean what a what a carrot they've got in front of them to go and you know, be mm-hmm. a, a team that they beat 5-1 I think it was four years ago to then go and qualify into the Europa League group stage incredible and, and then of course you know set up um, you mentioned Hibs the, the, the possibility of the John McGinn derby yeah. there's, a, there's a few there, it feels like there's a, a bigger caveats in there because firstly they've got a tough tie to overcome before that they in case you hadn't noticed had a fairly disappointing we'll leave well, it there listen, afternoon the, at Easter Road yesterday they didn't play very well um, they had a disaster in Andorra they managed to claw their way back into that quite comfortably in the finish up against the Andorran part-timers last Thursday and I think the Hibs fans would have expected them to kick on no disrespect to St Mirren who were a top six team remember Last season, Gordon, but I think Hibs fans would have expected something more than they got yesterday from Hibernian. And with Lucerne coming on Thursday night, I think Hibs fans won't know quite which Hibernian team is going to turn up. Yeah, what did you make of that yesterday? Because again, similar to the Rangers' Kilmarnock thing, not quite as extreme, but probably the majority of the focus goes on Hibs shortcomings rather than St Mirren so well done to them they were excellent you just know Stephen Robinson gets a tune out of them um, but for your, your city rivals you know, interesting couple of weeks isn't I, it? I wasn't too surprised I think uh, you know obviously the, the European adventures with the, the, the two legs over the last couple of weeks and listen you've seen the way that um, Stephen Robinson St Mirren performed especially the last six months of last season actually look at the, the sort of squad now even though they lost a couple of key players like likes Curtis Main and uh, I, I still like the look of their starting 11 I th- still think it's very strong uh, I actually went to watch them a couple of weeks ago against Fawthorn albeit lesser opposition I thought they were really really good um, so I wasn't too surprised I was more surprised at how much St Mern actually dominated the game in the first half because I do think you know, even though I wouldn't have been surprised at the result uh, you'd still expe- uh, expect sorry, Hibs to have a lot more possession territorial advantage than they did in the first half and St Mern were but more than well via the three points again for me. Uh, and for your hearts team then, let's you know start off with the, the link into the European competition. You now know what your path looks like. How do you feel about it? Yeah, um, obviously tough. I think two fixtures are tough. Uh, you know, you, you've got to say, I think looking at the, the potential opponents in, in this round and the last round, there was a, a, a numerous of tough fixtures that we're going to be lying ahead of us. And Rosenberg have been a team that have played a lot of a European con- uh, competition over a number of years. I don't think they're in the sort of best moment they're serving their season. Uh, obviously, they're, they're well up to speed more than we are in terms of the amount of competitive games mm. they've played. But I think they're, I think they're sitting tenth in the league just now, so they've had their their own problems. And obviously, we've got off to a great start at the weekend there. So, uh, I think you know the experience of European football last season will be will be invaluable for a lot of our players. Uh, so I think we've got a lot of good memories that we want to try and recapture and go again this year uh, and it's going to be a tough task over there in Wednesday but if we can take some sort of positive result going back to Tencastle it'll be good I think I'll, the real question I'll, though I'll, that's I'll, I'll cut to the chase what you can't really see is Rosenberg needed extra time to beat 10 man Crusaders <laughs> they're not the power they once were hearts have every chance of knocking them out then it's Hajduk split or Pauk Salonika in the playoff round neither of whom are as good as Fiorentina or Istanbul Bahakshi here who they played last season 
And I think that experience gives Hart every mm. chance. I think the real question on everyone's lips and I've been looking forward to getting you in is when we need to ask the Hearts manager to give you permission to come on this show should we phone Stephen Naismith or Frankie McAvoy? Can I believe you're trying to put me on the spot like that? I don't think it's any different to the way it was over the last sort of seven games at the, the end of the season I can understand a bit of hilarity shall we call it from the outside because it does look a little bit strange but I think uh, I think they all work in sort of contingent mm. with each other they all bring different parts to the, to the table and yeah other than the, the the double the sign interviews, on the door. I think that's the only thing that's really... So nothing has changed from a player's perspective, really, no? no? Not at all, no. Mm. Roger? I hope you hear aren't listening to this. I don't, I exactly. That's what I mean, hot Nothing's water. changed, so that means Naismith's still in charge. But no, he's, not, he, not. he's not allowed to still be in charge. He, calls, he told me he Mac, calls Frankie Mac, McAvoy Mac Gaffer. To be in charge. <laughs> he calls Stephen Naismith Nazy. That's what he told me earlier. Oh, but listen, we'll, we'll, we'll you move on. Though, you, you imagine these European draws. Frankie McAvoy saying, right boys, we've got a right good chance of getting through here. And Nazy's thinking, I hope we get knocked out so they can say I'm the manager. And he's squirming. We, we, need to, we will move on. Um, so when at the weekend... You've actually signed Kenneth Vargas tonight. Yep. Um, so a bit of a, a signing news for Hearts fans. Um, quite a few talking points from the weekend. Alex Lowry, for instance, seems to have come on and made an impact. What did you make of him? Because you'll know him, I suppose, as a, yeah. a youngster from his time at Rangers. Yeah, spent about a time with him at Rangers. Uh, on my last year, I was helping out with the under-18s a little bit. He was part of that group, had bags of talent at that age. I think he's progressed even further. Uh, one thing I do like about him is he's got a lot of self-confidence. So I don't think there's any doubt that he's came to Hearts. Very bullish about his chances of coming in and playing in the team, making sure he's a mainstay and going back and, and making an impact at Rangers. And I think one thing I've always said about Alex is <clears throat> no matter the, the type of game or the type of situation he's in, he's always very forward thinking. He wants to make a difference. He wants to create chances. And I think at this moment in time, it's a it's a the type of profile a player we needed at Hearts. Um, I think it adds a lot of a good competition in the attacking areas. And uh, I've no doubt that he's going to be a big part to play um, in the six months all the season he's here and if you want to make an impact with Hearts fans get 5-1 in the back of your jersey ah, exactly I saw that I thought he's That's he's not, not daft is he mm. he knows his stuff right thank let's bring in Ian who is a Rangers fan on the line Ian how are you yeah I'm well how are you not bad not bad at all what are you thinking after the weekend then uh, it wasn't the best start probably the worst start to be fair <laughs> um, yeah I mean what I was saying there to the producer there earlier on was I mean you're looking at, there's Alex Lowry you were just talking about. Um, good talent. Yeah, I know he's a young lad, but any time he was playing for Rangers, he's playing with his heart. Um, and one of the signings that, um, that Michael Beale's brought in, I'm sure they, they will be good, but as you've kind of touched on earlier on, it's being good right for the get-go, you know. Um, and if you go quite a bit of kind of time not getting the results, you know that the season's hard to chase. Um, but I wonder why he didn't kind of shop in, in Scotland. You know, all the players that seem to be able to kind of trouble the, the top six, if you will. Um, never seem to really think, like, do play, you know, for, for Livingston. Um, and even that big fella that was up the, the back for uh, Kilmarnock at the weekend, they guys were all you know, playing really, really well because um, they know the Scottish game um, so that was my thoughts was you know why kind of take gambles on people who as you touched on earlier maybe didn't kind of come up to the, the cut in their, their clubs that they'd been at before and Michael Beale thinks that they're going to you know change in a league that they may think is a, mm. a lesser league to what they've played in before but it's a tough league the Scottish league you know 
I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot of guys coming in to get a lot of injuries because they've never had to play at high, that kind of high tempo or kind of intensity. So, I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's just not been the best. And I think if Wednesday night doesn't go well, it's just going to pile the pressure on the fella big time. Yeah, Roger, what do you think of Rangers been looking in the wrong place for signings? Um, no, I'm not sure they have. I mean, I think Michael Beale has bought British a bit. Um, Todd Cantwell in January, Jack Butland, Kieran Dowell, Dujon Sterling all come up from down south. Abdallah Sima has been on the books at Brighton. So it's not as if they, they don't know, a, you know, the British game. I think what it looked like at the weekend that they didn't know was the unique pressure that, that comes with, with playing for Rangers. Andy told us earlier on, you do need to win every game. Um, because if you don't, there's a fair chance that Celtic will win their game and you're going to be playing catch-up. And that's a difficult thing to do. So uh, they must have quality. They must have quality to play with the teams they've played with previously. But Dessers, Lammers and Seema at the weekend did not make the kind of start that Ian and all the other Rangers supporters have called this show tonight, Gordon, wanted to see them make. Andy, is there a balance between yesterday or Saturday wasn't good enough and should have signed Joel Nubley instead of Danilo? Uh, you know, I wonder if that, I wonder if the truth may be in the middle somewhere. Yeah. And listen, I did say that I think the most important thing that a, a manager's got to do is get his recruitment right. I still think we're a long way away from judging the recruitment of the of the players that Michael Beale's brought in. I think it's always great to see homegrown talent get opportunities at uh, at the old firm. Uh, you know, you know, also mentioned uh, Alex Lowry and the opportunities they got last year. I think the biggest thing for me is I love seeing us promote our own, whether that's the old firm or, or anybody else in the SPL. No, you're not going to like me for saying this, but I look at young Lennon Miller, 16-year-old, the way he played mm. in the Viaplay Cup, and he gets his start at the weekend at 16-year-old for Motherwell. Incredible. What I like about that? I'm already... If the next bit is somebody should come and buy him right I'm now, I won't like that. For big things if he continues the form that he's on. No, Simon quite rightly brought up David Wilson, You know, came through Brilliant, the, the yeah. Kilmarnock uh, youth ranks, plays towards the end of the season last season, gets an opportunity again, uh, again at the weekend, and, and outstanding, so... It's always been a, a bugbear of mine. I've, I've spoken about it at length. I would love to see more opportunities given to our young players. Of course, they have to be good enough, but you also mm. need that opportunity to show da it. David Watson. He'll smash you, David Watson, He'll smash you on Sunday for getting his name wrong. Apologies, He'll David introduce Watson. himself to you David on the pitch. Right, that, that's so close that I didn't even notice. But anyway, thank you to Ian. We are very late for this 01419511025. Still time to call, and we'll try and get round some of the weekend's other talking points next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday is here It's great to have him back Roger Hanna is alongside him It's fine to have him back as well And they are both teaming up on the full-time teaser This is a good one This I really like it It's been causing a bit of a of a debate in amongst the guys during the studio so we're looking for out of all the teams in the Premiership it doesn't apply to Ross County for obvious reasons but for the rest of the Premiership can you name the player who is the most recent European goal scorer for that club i.e. Jota was Celtics Tavernier was Rangers Eli Yuan very recently for Hibs uh, it was almost Andy Halliday but it was in fact Nathaniel Atkinson for Hearts did you get any more during the break? Uh, St Johnson, Christopher Kane. That is a wonderful shout. Was it Against, last? Oh, shown off. 
A student of the game is Andy Halliday, Lask in 2021. I'm trying to think about Kilmarnock. Was Conus Key nomads their last European adventure? Well, they try not to remember it, but indeed. So, I'm trying to think, Stuart Finlay gets sent off. I'm trying to think who scored the goal. Uh, awkward. Stuart Finlay? Stuart Finlay, yeah. Well done. It was a late one as well, wasn't it? I think Stuart Finlay against Conus Key nomads. And he's back, of course, at the club. He has played well at the weekend. Aberdeen, would it be Stephen Glass season? Season before uh, last Yes Trying to think Yep Johnny Hayes No It's not too obscure this one I would back you to get it Because this guy Would have scored More than one European goal Oh hold on Was it Lewis Ferguson? It was Ah because he scored against Hacken Who they could oh, get Burnley And he scored against, No that's the thing He scored against Burnley as well The overhead kick yeah. This was against Carabag Lewis Ferguson uh-huh. He did pretty well Maybe go for one more guess Some of these are wow Now some of them must be a while back The likes of St Mirren St Livingston Paul sent me a tweet to say If you get St Mirren's He'll buy you a beer I Please drink responsibly Was Dundee's last one When Jim Duffy was manager Against Perugia Mm-hmm I'm going to guess at Juan Sara. No, but again, a quite a high profile one. Nacho Novo. Oh. Nacho Novo. Okay, so that leaves us four to get, doesn't it? We'll get them before the end of the show. Let's stick with Dundee, Motherwell then. Um, horrific conditions. Guys, you're on camera now. If you two are showing each other your homework, people can now see oh, it. No, but a no, team. no, I think... I think that's fine. Let me tell you, there's no I in team. No, it wasn't about that. It was more the fact that I was trying to start a serious conversation and you two weren't listening because Apologies. you were just looking at your, your paper. Um, on the theme of Dundee, yeah, you mentioned it at the top. So the, the drama to take away is it? Is it that should I mean? Yes, I guess Dundee should have had a penalty against Motherwell at the weekend. Is it so bizarre? Yeah, it's that, that it's you that, can like forgive yeah. it, or should, are, we, are we sticklers for the rules? And well, it's. Uh, it's not. It's not our job to spot it. So you think VAR should, but I, it's, it's that bizarre. It's that it's because it's something I've never seen before that would you even check that. I mean, the goalkeeper's got the ball in his hands, hands and Dan Casey touches yeah. the ball. And you wouldn't think VAR or the refs would do Motherwell any favours after Stuart Kettlewell's war of words with mm. Kevin Clancy the week before. So I think they've definitely got away with one. You were very impressed with the D's goal scorer at the weekend, weren't you? I was uh, specifically the game I went to a couple of weeks previous. Um, I thought he was really good, really comfortable, really technical. Always try to. What's his name again? Leo Cameron. I wasn't kept, making the same mistake. Kept getting around the wrong way during yeah, the break. Didn't I know you? I did, but uh, yep, really good. And for what he lacks in size, he still got that bit of fight about yeah, him as well. And he's managed to, to sneak up in the back post and, yeah. and nod one in. Is that one that Tony Doherty would? You know, they always phone Crawford Allen, don't they? Would, would you do, I can't believe you didn't no. give us a penalty for that. Or is no. it one? Because you know, you know what I'm like on this show. I tend to be rules are rules. So, I, and even although it's they against would, my own team, I would never. They would just be happy that the game was allowed to kick off with oh, that big no, puddle honestly. in the corner. We've had a rough summer when you think Scotland, Georgia, and then on to that because yeah. it, it looked terrible, didn't it? And Fraser Wishard having a ten minute delay up at Perth. Oh yeah, what was that like? game? I think there was. Um, oh, it was, it was clearly electric. a problem with electrics. Uh, were out or something. Electrics and VR. I, th- I don't know if. Because it was a lot of rain. I think it was genuinely full stadium because you won't know this, but we couldn't speak to Fraser Wisher. Oh, could you not? Either because of like the same issue. There was a lot of rain, so I don't know if it was yeah. something to be what on the electronics. Possibly unaware. Just... Do you know what I think's really helped Dan Casey? Sorry to get back oh, to that. No, point. let's go back to it. The fact that Liam Kelly doesn't actually he doesn't notice and he doesn't because I know if I, if I see my player. Do you not think I'm he did? I see, I was wondering, I was looking at Liam I was thinking Liam Kelly did sort of say, Get your ah, hand see, off I the really, ball. I never really no. got that, so 
Is that, is that the old fashioned one of both teams happy with a point there or fine with a point? You're going to take so. that. Especially Dundee, the way the game went, you, when you unfurl that title flag as Dundee did it the weekend, you don't want it all to fall flat with a home mm-hmm. defeat in the first day of the season. So, having fallen behind to Theo Bear's goal, Feed the I bear. think Tony Doggerty will probably be quite happy to get out with a point. They go to St Mirren next at the weekend and they'll just try and build from there. Mm. I was going to say, this is the first Monday of the show. It's not going to be like this, is it? Not one single call complaining about a refereeing decision on a Monday. Yeah, and, and what's happened? There weren't very many VAR decisions the first weekend of full time. How, how many monitor checks did we have? Just the one? I think just the one Saint for the St. Mirren penalty. Yeah, because you know I noticed none on Saturday quickly then because there was a bit on social media, but none have come through tonight. Should Simon Murray have had a penalty? No, why not? I didn't think there was enough in it to be honest with you. So, not enough there, contact. There, there, there was two or three like that. I'll clarify. Connor Goldson was claiming for a penalty as well in the Rangers game. Does the ball need to be closer to that incident before it becomes a penalty? And I have to say, Ewan Anderson didn't give the St Mirren penalty. I was sort of with Ewan Anderson. I wasn't sure how much contact there was. Mm, Andy, you're good. you've not got long. Some of those, let's go for the Celtic, this, the Ross County Celtic and the, the Kelly Rangers one. Uh, yeah, the Simon, Murray, the Simon Murray one's a funny one because... It seems as if he's doing the honest thing by trying to stay on his feet and you don't want to be pun- uh, penalised for that but I mean the three, four steps to then fall just straight away I think it's going to put a lot of doubt in the referee's mind so I wasn't surprised to not see that given I think Conor Golson's a penalty I think he's impeded no doubt about mm. it and I, I get what you're saying the ball's yeah. you know, not close to him but it's then impeded him to get closer to the ball We should have started this earlier but no one called in about it we can maybe pick it up later right you've got four more you need to tell me Livy, Mullerwell, St John uh, Livy, Mullerwell, St Mirren Sorry, three. Livy, Mullerwell, St Mirren, most recent European goal scorer. I think I've came up with an unbelievable shout for the Livingston days, Barry Wilson. That is outrageous against Sturm Graz. Oh, I was going to say story about Chris, so I'm glad you never asked me. Right. Was Mullerwell Michael Higdon? No, no, that's much more. I told you, Mullerwell are serial European qualifiers. Well, we get knocked out in the qualifiers. 2020, Coleraine, remember? Now plays for Dundee United. Not that one not, that, not him The other one Not Liam Grimshaw either hey, Man of many clubs No One scored a, a Slightly more famous European goal than this Please for Oh come on. Tony Watt We're going to say Oh goodness And quickly St Mirren's Quick 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 Kenny McDowell Kenny McDowell 1987 <laughs> Superb Thank you Andy and Roger We are back at 6 tomorrow With Mark Wilson And Gordon Dale Where's that boy Going to buy me a pint <laughs>